write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? That was a great sound of Fox with Outside on LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. He's in the building. Easy Blues, <laughs> you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, everyone continues to think that the music industry is just about the music you hear on the radio. It's just about the videos you stream on YouTube. It's just about playing upon stage. That is incorrect because it's plain and simple. You can write the best song out there, but if you don't have an incredible marketing strategy behind you, no one is going to hear it. I have a million songs on my playlist that no one knows about because it isn't marketed correctly. If you do not truly understand your brand and you cannot surround yourself with the people necessary to elevate to that next level, if you cannot network to the fullest of your ability, then you are doing a disservice. This next man is like meeting odds. We are pulling back the curtain and we are understanding exactly what we need to move forward. This man has helped guide myself and many other artists down the path to get your art recognized. This man not only has an incredible magazine, not an incredible website that deals with duplication and branding and marketing, but this man also has put together one of these most incredible festivals, first year running in Philly this year, next week. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, keep your hands at 10 and 2. But put your hands together mentally for the incredible, the amazing Brian Cronin. Well, that's a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> all right, we of course. Got you covered, man. First of all, Brian, you know, you know, I love and respect you so much. You have done so much for me and other um, independent artists out there. I'm so glad we have this time to give this platform to you so you can reach more people and help encourage them to get out from under their shell and share with things. Can you give a little, now this is like, I think your second or third time with us, but can you give a little background on exactly what it is you do and truly tell people why it is so dang important? Uh, okay, well, well, I've been around for many years. Um, I, I run Mirror Image Media. Uh, we've been around for 18 years now. Um, what we do with Mirror Image Media, we started out as a CD and DVD uh, manufacturing facility. And then since then, we pinpointed it to designing, printing, marketing, merchandise, all kinds of products for both independent musicians, for labels, also for the um, small businessman alive. In addition to so, um, I got a, I was able to have the opportunity to take over a magazine. Um, it's in its 20th year. I took it over 15 years ago. Um, it was originally called Origination Magazine, which is now called ThatMusicMag.com. I'm a publisher and, you know, going with the times and trying to stay on top of the new music, it's, that's what we do. And I, I have the most great writing and photography staff and editor underneath me that can keep me flowing and keeping up with what's going on in today's trends in music. Um, and then of course, um, I guess during the pandemic, I decided once I had all this information with music, I, I, I parted up and started Mirror Image Music Group, which is a digital distribution, which we use through Sony The Orchard um, as a white label. And we help out independent artists that way. And next week, 
we're going to be launching the very first Philadelphia Music Conference in over 20 years. It's called Play Music Conference. And with the opportunities that came before me, we're going to be um, showcasing that at the University of the Arts. And during the day, we're going to have some panels, some discussions, teaching musicians how they can make money with their craft, with all the new trends that's out there today. I have so many important independent and national uh, people coming in to speak at this level so that we can try to educate. And then at night, we'll do some showcases down South Street and have some fun. Nice. Now, that, that is so incredible. And, and you and I have done a couple of, of conferences together. Um, and just so people know, not only is there a wealth of knowledge at these panels where you get to pick uh, the brains of some of the best legal minds in music alone. I remember one panel that, that you had for a different conference um, that they had one of the uh, lawyers that was representing uh, Dweezil Zappa during that, the copyright uh, issues that were going on. And he, he actually wore on his shirt the cease and desist order, which I thought was hysterical. Um, as you're continuing to go through as a young artist that moves forward, what is so, so important about learning those next levels? understanding that it's not just about writing a good song. Because a lot of people can write a good song, but again, without really having a great uh, background behind you and a great network, it becomes pointless. But for some reason, I feel there's a disconnect with you know the struggling artist and an amazing conference like what you're offering. So you want to know how someone gets to know all this information? Oh, obviously go to a conference like this one or others. There's plenty out there throughout the United States, but it's really, you know, it's important to know that if you're writing and it's your craft and you want to hone in on that. And of course, in the beginning, not everybody has the funds that can go out and do everything. So you go to these DIY conferences so that you can learn a little bit more. But the idea is when you get to a certain level, it's probably hiring the right team. And, you know, hiring a right team does not mean you're going to have to go broke. Um, you can know, you know, just going networking and talking with other folks in the industry, you can meet people that you already know that are, you can hone in on their skills that they can help you. Um, you know, it's just having the, the right team. Because I find a lot of independent artists, they, they focus so much on their promotion that they over pro, uh, promote or they don't promote the right proper way. Or And then when it comes to their own craft, they start to like lose their writing capabilities because they're not being fresh anymore because they're so much worried about the business and they're trying to save their money but they at the same time their 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 craft itself is starting to hurt so you know going to conferences like this meeting the right people networking having an open mind is really what it comes out to definitely no definitely and, and it is it is an incredible and an amazing experience when you get to like sit and have either one-on-one -on -one or panel aspects and a conference like this, people also have to understand, it doesn't just end at the panel. You know, you guys can no. go and you can get lunch together. You can go and have like the breakfast aspect. Or if you're staying in a, in a hotel with other people, you go in your room hop. And those are all those different types of networks because just having a business relationship will only get so far. When you can actually bond with somebody on a personal level, then there's a much uh, stronger connection for that time investment. Um, and that is something that really you showed me when we were working on the Elm City Music Festival more than anything else. It wasn't just a come in, punch in, 
knock out what you need to knock out. It was a come in and knock out everything, but continue to evolve and continue to talk to people. Because you don't know that one act on stage could be the next big thing. And that one person that's sitting in that corner could be that connection you need to move forward. Um, now, when you're doing like panel selections and different things like that, how do you pick the right people for the right panel? Well, I, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough. I've always wanted to do this in Philadelphia. Um, I, a little bit about me and my background, I ran, um, I was the associate director for the Millennium Music Conference in Harrisburg. They were together 25 years and I did the mm. last two years with them. Um, prior to that, doing the Elm City Music Conference, I've helped alongside other conferences as well throughout so many years. So I got to know people just by attending and then being there. So the, the real thing is, it's all about your network. And I, I try to explain this to people. It's not about just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's about showing up and being there, but you, you need to network. And how are you going to network if you don't actually open your mouth and talk to somebody? True. Artists should pass, you know, you're, you meet another artist, you may, you may be the same. You could fit in the same circle together. You could probably swap gigs together. Um, if, a lot of these people too, I, I find that bands will submit to play because all they want to do is play. Artists want to play, but they don't want to actually go and do the work and go to the conferences because they kind of blow it off but the conferences is really where it's at and i always find the ones that are always in the audience are the ones that i still see to this day years later they're still making money in in, in the music it's not about getting signed and being famous like billy eilish that's great for her and that's okay for her career but if you're a successful independent musician that could sit and make money doing the the thing that you love then you already made it there's no, yes, it'd be great to have stardom, but if you can financially afford to make your music and let and still be maintaining all this line, all this way, it's all about how, who you are, what's your craft and who's your network and how you're going to promote. That's, that's what keeps you sustaining. You know, sustainability is where you really want to be at. That's what artists can realize sustainability. And then once you have that sustainability, then you never know if the world would open for something bigger. How many times you dealt with in crazy, uh, difficult egos in the line of work that you do more than i want to admit i, <laughs> I try i try so hard to be so positive and uplift uplift like yeah you know and everyone's new and everyone and i get it some people been around the block and some people listening probably already heard the same thing that i'm already spewing but it's not mm. about listening and hearing it's about actually doing so and, and some of these egos i get it some of them are rightfully so talented but their ego is going to kill their talent. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to get too far. And where, where are they now? <laughs> that is absolutely facts. Do you feel the most corniest advice is the best kind? Sometimes it depends on what it is, but yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes it could be, you, you never know where you get advice from and who, who gives it to you. It could sure. be a parent. It could be someone you, you meant that mentors you, or it could just be like someone who knows you well enough to knows what's good for you. Hmm. Easy blues. Back to you, buddy. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's something that is truly incredible because especially in this industry, when you're dealing with art, period, it can be very ego-driven. And, you know, people feel a certain way about things. And again, no way are we saying that your feelings are incorrect. You know, you can 100% feel you're the best artist out there. And if you're putting in the work and you're showing that, that's amazing. But you also have to do the extra work. We talk about it on the show all the time. You know, are you going into your comment section 
and actually talking to people, including, you know, calling out those bots that have fallen into your Instagram every once in a while that tell you to share it on blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff is increasing the algorithm. All of that stuff is helping you grow. But then there are also that fan that's skimming through those comment sections and seeing that you are engaging with people. That makes them want to engage with you more. And now when they start to engage with you more, now, now you can take that to the next level of business. Your portfolio grows, your, your reach grows, and now your asking price can grow. And you know, now your guarantees can grow. You know, now you know that if you're going to drop a single, you have 100,000 people that are going to click on it the first day that it comes out. We know that that becomes a guarantee. When you really have that genuine connection with your audience and with humans in particular, that is when things become guaranteed. And dealing in an industry, that can be so fickle. Today, it's Billie Eilish. Tomorrow, William Hung could make a, a, a resurgence and be the next big thing. It's just the way things go. And as we're shrinking kind of as an art platform, where now a lot of uh, music is being uh, tailored to like a TikTok, where you're looking at now, you have to have 15 seconds and that's all you've got to go. You still have to have a good two-minute song, three-minute song behind that. You still have to have that strong songwriting to go from that. And you need those networks of people to not only tell you, hey, you're doing the right thing, or, hey, you're crossing a line here. This is actually not that good. Um, this wouldn't be what I would invest your time and money into, but I see where you're going and you're doing X, Y, and T. And although that could hurt your ego, in the long run, it is going to be super beneficial. You have been the voice of reason for me many a times because I'm completely out there. Um, and I like to take huge swings with a very small bat. Um, how did you become that, that real voice of reason Especially from, you're coming from the fandom aspect. You know, you have a love for music because of how you absorb it. So your opinion, to me, is a lot more valuable than the person that's in the studio playing with you that's got 15 years of that type of experience. You're a listener. How did you wind up understanding that you could turn this into your career path and your calling? Well, I guess foremost, I, I started out uh, you know, being the musician who wanted to be a big rock star, so to speak. Uh, but obviously my path never w went that way. So having any opportunities and, you know, along my career, long career working in New York City and now in Philadelphia, being in the studios, working with you, with, you know, working with everybody, you, you have an ear after a while. After a while, you kind of hear an ear. You listen to the same thing over and over again. Then you check mm -hmm. out the album nowadays that's what it is nowadays it's all algorithms but when you hear something that's actually there and you really feel it like when, when you listen to it it gives you goosebumps that is what i live for and it's not that often that you get it anymore because nowadays it's just over saturated with so much i want to sound like this person but when you actually get that opportunity that's when you realize you're doing it for the right times there's so many times i want to just throw my hat in and walk away and do something better but, it, it's that that one moment when you hear something and you're like you know i want to I, I really want to stay here i want i want to help that person you know I, I like doing the things that i do i love being around music i love being around independent artists i love being around big artists it doesn't really matter to me music is an art form um but if i can give some words of wisdom or if i can put this person in touch with person b person a in touch with person b then i'll be that guy in between i don't mind doing that because that's what I'm here for, I think. I think that's what I'm here for. My, my purpose is just to 
be here to help and guide others. They say you can tell a great song within the first three to five seconds. Is that true? I think so. Mm. I do. I mean, I, I, it's even with marketing with music. And one of the things I tell people, mm -hmm. you, even it depending, it doesn't matter what your business is nowadays, especially with digital music and digital marketing. It's all about, I always say you have the three, 30 and three rule, which is three seconds to grab someone's like that. 30 seconds mm -hmm. to have them put some more. And then you got your three minutes to, so that then, you know, you got them after that three minutes. Because mm -hmm. people are like that. We have personality. We listen to things. We see things. We're like this all day long. Ah, no, next. Uh, next it's like you need that you need to captivate somebody nowadays unfortunately it used to be a lot longer now but we it's just our it's just the way we all involve we're just we're just lazy people <laughs> we want to hear it right away we don't want to be looking for it so are the days of the seven minute eight minute song done is that extinct now no, I don't think so. I think you can okay. you can put those on the albums, and I think you know, especially with your live shows, you can. That's what people want to see because they want that song to keep. True. But when it comes to like grabbing the new audience, you got to get them with something quick and easy. <laughs> Speaking of easy, do you agree? <laughs> no, no, totally. Because you know, we we say it all the time. Like uh, you know, in dealing with the band on the record, we're gonna try to condense it and give you that that takes to get you in the door for the live show and then we'll play the 35 minute version because we can because we've already got you in the door you've already paid the cover you're here so now it's time to give you that extra and it's so important to have that in the clip you know where it's not just an a b or c type of um formula you know when you deal with like marketing and business and you're dealing with the algorithms we can then start to lose the human aspect of it. But when you can use that algorithm to convert it to your live show, and then you can like give them almost, I mean, see, you've seen us play, give them that over-human aspect. <laughs> um, that's when you can truly hold your audience and you can truly bond with them. And the tighter you bond with your audience, the longer they're going to be there to support you. And the more like a family they're going to become. You know, mm -hmm. there have been listeners that started out only through knowing them on Facebook that now send Christmas cards because they invested in that art so much, you become a family member. Um, that was also something that you really hit home for me. I know you probably don't even realize you did that, but you know, when I was in the illusion of being an acoustic phenomena, um, <laughs> you know, it was more, I realized that I was getting further in the conversation than I was on the stage. So I had to figure out how to kind of bridge that gap. And you were always like, I see it, it's right there, but it's always kind of right out of your reach. You just need to find that right thing for you. And now that I found that right thing for me, being able to incorporate all those tools together, I mean, for, for, for artists that have never been heard before to sit with 250,000 streams during a pandemic, that is a testament to how well this formula really works. And I'm, I'm literally encouraging, asking, and almost begging every local artist that can get down to Philly next week, really get there. Really invest your time into these panels. You never know that next person you meet could be the difference between, you know, you having to do that extra shift at that wait staff or being able to truly put the art out you want to put out. You know, some people, when they get wrapped up in a major label, 
you're putting the art out that they want you to put out because it's on their dime. But when you can do it on your own, you now have more control over the product you're releasing. And that is a huge, huge thing. It's one of the things that, uh, you know, reading one of the incredible reviews you had about Seth Adams, you know, this is a man who built- Which we had on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City, EZ Blues is in the building. Brian Cronin is with us on Behind the Brand. Go ahead, EZ. You were smoother than Hennessy right now, bro. I'm just telling you, that was, that was, that was amazing. Uh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, it was a whoo, it was great. But like, Seth Adams, you know, built his own studio, did his own recording, recorded most of the uh, instrumentation on his record, mixed and mastered it, him, you know, mixed and mastered, got it to the right people to give it the sound that was necessary, and then started to really promote it on his own. And it's by far one of the best pieces of art he has put out in a long time because he is 100% present on track. You can tell it's not fake, it's not phoned in. And again, I don't pour salt in anyone else's hustle. If that's what you need to do to make your money, to be in that industry aspect and you're doing what you're doing and you're happy, do you. But if you can really invest in your own art, I personally feel it is a better, more long-term plan. Now that is something you really have built you know, a cornerstone off of, you know, you, you invested in yourself in an industry that is ever changing. What made you take that chance to yourself? One of those things, man, I, I can't go, you know, you can't go back. You know, I'm at this point in life where it's like, I'm already here. So if I'm here, I'm not giving up. I'm at the point where I can't give up. There is no, no, I have to continue on. So mm -hmm. you have to evolve. Like you just got to sit around and just do CDs and DVD manufacturing, knowing that Streaming is where it's all out. When it comes to playing the music, you have to reinvent the wheel a little bit. You have to add different opportunities and you have to add different flavors to your 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 business or what as easy would say your hustle. <laughs> yes. But but you know, it's all about, you know, in, in, at the end of the day, it's all about relationships and who you work with and who you trust and who you want to be around, rather than big corporate guys who just just it's you're just like paid out paid out job comes in job goes out you know when you work with someone like me or someone that works in my field not only are you working with us you're like we're helping you along the way we're holding your hand in a sense we're going to make sure you get your product on time i'm going to ask you for release party when you need this and and what's the other thing that's good about the, the cds now they're back and vinyl's back and everybody knows this stuff has been around the younger generation mm -hmm. want to feel the tangible product again we never went anywhere else so that same product is still available and now it's just being sold at your merch tables as opposed to your your album numbers. You know, you're selling it in merch. It's the extra. That someone goes to your show, they like you, they're not gonna like QR code you and remember you. They're gonna they're gonna walk away with a product that they want to listen to later on. Then they can extract it and play around with it and do whatever they want digitally. Mm. Uh, that that's great information. It's a lot of information that I learned. Um I, I actually attended the millennium conference back in Harrisburg. I think it was about 2018, 2017. I forgot what year, but I know it was about like four or five years back. And it was just great panels that you had, which I really liked. Like I'm not a musician, but just to learn just a lot about the music business, there was so much that you offered within those two to three days. And one of my favorite uh, panels is when you had all the music lawyers, they were just like settled, sitting down comfortably like the mafia 
mafia and they were just telling all the strategies and rules and all like the milks and crannies and all the secrets that these independent artists need to know and it was crazy how sampling is really in the music business and everything how really artists really take a lot of their craft like even if you sampled i think what like three to four seconds of something they can spot that right off the bat and get you for it doesn't matter how long it was ago and it was just crazy how just like the lawyers were just like telling everything that was going on with cases and stuff and how they really were promoting independent artists to do stuff originally um and this leads to my question the i may have asked you this before too but maybe i get can get like a new perspective on this does it really irritate you a little bit because you're a musician as, as yourself well or paying you that some people don't put enough time into these panels that you provide for them because they're very educational very especially with the ones which you had with all the producers i can't even i'll even get to that later that was one of my favorite ones as well too <laughs> yes it does it does frustrate me because it's funny um and a lot of my panelists that come every year that also work in the industry you know it, it, so sometimes it's even hard when you when you're trying to book these panelists to come down and come and speak. Yeah, I don't want to. And sometimes you know the problem is, it's like you they're going to take time out of their out of their schedule to come down on a Saturday, or Friday, to come and educate somebody for an hour, and then hope to walk away helping somebody. That's the, that's what they're they're doing for us. It's mm -hmm. frustrating when there's not the turnout that they expect to see, and we expect to see. And it's frustrating because a lot of these, and they always make the same comments too. It's like, oh, I'm glad that we educated the, the ones who really wanted to pay attention. Like, what about yeah. So like I was saying earlier, these, these artists will come into town and they're excited to play, but they just want to play and they don't care. Exactly. And that's fine. But I think if you ever want to go further, you should really want to it gets some knowledge and a lot of, you know, when you come to these conferences, you know, that's our way of paying you in a sense, like we're paying you with wealth mm -hmm. information that you can take to the next level in your career. You know, you may touch a subject that you want. We have so many different subjects that we're going to be going over. We're going to be talking about the future of um, web three and if NFTs are worth it and what's going on in the future of music, we're going to have, um, we're going to have the attorney panels. We're going to have the, um, the producers panel. Like we're, we're having, um, how to how to finance your career like we're doing mm. some extra stuff and getting these important people to come out and talk for an hour or so and have fun and to educate you guys that's the idea is i mean they're coming out of their time to help and they, they would love to see more people out and that's why it, it does to answer to long-winded answer to your question yeah, yeah. trust me I, I i'm 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 game for story time i really am so it's easy because there's so much nuggets we can get out of this we're game for it don't even sure, feel sure. bad about that but but it's it is frustrating because you know we do so much yeah. work behind the scenes and we want to make everyone walk away excited and it, it, it's it's disappointing when they're not getting what we want them to get or if they're not coming because they didn't know or because they think that they're better to learn something. Mm. Easy. Well, your thoughts. No, no, it, it's it's just super. It is super important, and and you know I'm saying this as an artist. You know, I have learned so much from sitting in those panels from like literally just understand. Like they say that, you know, a, a good man, you know, can learn from their own mistakes, but a great man can learn from the mistakes of others. So when some of these panels are up there and being super honest 
and being super truthful about even some of the times where they stuttered or they had a misstep and that's what they learned and they grew from. I mean, I had notebook upon notebook upon notebook. I think I went through like nine pens and had ink stains that I couldn't get off my fingers for two weeks just from going to, to these panels and really taking a good hard look at myself, how I was representing myself through my heart, the messages that I really wanted to give out there, um, and to understand there are important uh, moments to take a stand and to align with certain issues, and there are other moments where you need to put your, you know, take a step back and just let things evolve through, and it gets such a choppy, you know, water when you you are just trying to navigate that on your own. So the fact that you guys have this, these amazing conferences that can be those beacon of light, that we can help grow and cultivate those next generations of talent that then can turn around and cultivate those next generations of talent. It's such a blessing. Now, what, Brian, was your favorite panel that you ever sat on? Me? Um, yeah, you. I've sat on panels, um, uh, the DIY, like when it's, building a team panel. It was one of my favorites. I always like moderating that one. Um, I've sat on the marketing ones many of times. Um, but I think the ones that I really like is the building the team. It's like knowing when an artist gets to a certain point, it's time to hire the next person. It's time to, you know, stop wasting your own hours. Because you know, people forget time is money. So if you're sure. sitting learning a program because you want to save money, you're actually losing money. Because <laughs> mm. you're spending, you're losing your time where you could be doing something more productive with your time, like writing another song. <laughs> Why do you have to learn a program when you can write another song? <laughs> like, and leave it to the people who already have these professions. And that's what I love about it is like building the team. And, and, and that's why I want people to come to these conferences because they assume that you have to have so much money to shell out to build this team. Granted, everything costs money. Let's face it, we're all in the business to make money. But if you realize, if, if an artist realizes how much they really have to spend as opposed to what they could spend, there's, and if the music is there, there's so many people that will do, that will invest in you and come up with different opportunities. But I really believe that's my favorite panel. I really like that one the most because um, it's, so, it's, it's so great the questions that the artists ask. And, and some of them don't even realize that they're ready for that next level. They're just, they're so self they're self-doubting themselves where it's like you know you need to do it <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like i think they just need that little push you know that makes sense and i like i like that and you know what's great about me doing this conference this year is that um i've always wanted to do a philadelphia music conference always wanted to do do it for years and i've tried doing it multiple different times with different people throughout the years but this time i actually got together the right team of partners that we all have three different backgrounds, three different things. And mm. three of us together, even though some days we feel like we're like screaming at each other, that's what <laughs> we're like a family. We're screaming at each other, but at the end, right. we're getting things done. And you're all for the same goal. Yeah, we're all for the same goal. You know, The goal is to put out the best conference we can, to have the best time that we can, and that when an artist comes, they walk away with just a little bit more than they came. Now, for planning these events, do you feel less is more when it comes just to the structure and the creativity of just, you know, planning uh, what's going to be on this day, what's going to be on Saturday, what's going to be on Sunday? Do you feel that way? I mean, my whole goal and my, my, right. my, I live, 
I live my life as less is more. That's always my okay. Um, I, I feel if you overwhelm somebody with so much, they how are they going to absorb it all? It's like think of a sponge when you overfill. If if it gets more water, it just leaks out. You, mm. you, you got to do less so that you can learn. And like and like our conference, like we're not South by Southwest, nor do we want to be that right. big, and huge. And I, I'm like I command, I you know I compliment that. We're a small um, group of three guys to put together a conference with all of our knowledge, people that we knew, and asked to come and speak to the musicians. It's called Play Music Conference, and it's small. We're doing five venues after hours. We're doing University of the Arts. We have a nice hotel, the Doubletree Hotel. We're doing hmm. we're doing happy hour networking events so that certain people can meet, the industry can meet musicians. Like we're just doing these small little things, intimate to the point. And then at the end of the day, we're going to have some fun listening to some new music. I, that's my biggest, that's my fun aspect. When I put these conferences together, I love the fact that people are learning. And then when the day is over and at night and we get to go see this new music, I, I'm always overwhelmed to swear to go because I want to see everyone, but obviously I can't. So I get my group of folks together and we see, and we seek and destroy. We just go bounce, bounce, bounce. And the idea of doing this on South Street in Philadelphia is that within a three block radius, our venues are all within three blocks. So you can bounce around and go in and see each other. See if it's hip hop, if it's rock, if it's singer songwriter, it, you know, you what whatever I have you, we're gonna do some jazz. It's like it's we're gonna mix it all up. R and B. We have a six piece nice. band coming in. It's all exciting. and our sponsors i mean the sponsors the labels that we have like they're they're really right. good really good people and, that leads me to the next question so i'm happy it was like a little segue but, um <laughs> how hard is it to get sponsors for this thing especially like coming up with a whole uh festival whole conference just by yourselves like how hard is that to pitch i'll that? be honest with you man it is yeah. hard like mm-hmm. I thought that given my clout of people that I knew that I was going to yeah. be able to get it like that. And you know what I've been <laughs> finding out? It's like, wait, what? I figured, well, it's the first of the year. New, right. new, it's a major city. Everyone's going to be like, want to be a part of it. And, and and a lot of them are, but the bigger folks are just all about, they're all, everyone's skeptical. They all want to see what we do first. So not only are we, we're underneath the microscope when it comes to the folks that are coming, but we're also under the microscope of the people who aren't even going. We're just gonna see what happens. So we're scrut- we're scrutinized. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And we know we feel the three of us. My partners, I should say their names: Rob Schwartz and Jim Legrando. The three of us, we 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 know at the end of the day, we're gonna put out the best product that we can, and we're gonna be happy with it. Nice, nice. That that's really awesome to hear. Now from different conferences and everything that you've seen and everything that you experience, um, what is going to separate play conference outside the box? What makes think, you guys stand out? I think it's the level of panelists that we have this time around. Gotcha. It's not the typical hodgepodge of panels that other conferences do. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm not putting down other conferences because I believe me, I know how hard it is, but we really wanted to think outside the box here and see well, if they're doing this type of panel, maybe we should, or maybe we shouldn't. So it's all about the panels and the panelists themselves that we feel that will be the future of where music is going right now that the musicians should take note of. It's not your everyday panels that you see at every other generic conference. Mm. 
and we're doing okay. a, we're doing a different we're doing a speed mentoring situation, which is totally new and out of the box. Oh, speed our, mentoring? Yes, yes. So I, one of our sponsors, <laughs> Upliftful, Upliftful okay. Speed Networking, where an artist has um ha, has some time to go in and speak with a mentor, and it's all all done within like eight minutes. Obviously, okay. You have eight minutes to impress upon these people in a sense. Where I, when once you do the net, or once you do the mentoring session, obviously you can follow up with the person after it. Right? But it's all about trying to right. keep moving along, so they're not all just stuck with with an artist for 50, 15 to twenty minutes when they could be trying <laughs> to see everybody, get a different perspective, get a different mentor's perspective of music, and all right. you know, and for the mentors to hear different types of music that are all waiting there. And so this is something that. This is something that Upliftful wanted to do, and I think it's a great opportunity, and we're the first ones to do it. That's <laughs> the first time I'm hearing about it. I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued. I really am. Easy. Have you ever been speed mentored? I, I, I mean, yes and no. I've been running out of a room real quick because I've asked too many questions. Um, no, but it's, it's really important because when dealing from a marketing aspect, the importance of an elevator pitch, it's so, especially now, dealing with TikTok, dealing with Instagram Reels, where a lot of streams are coming from and a lot of revenue can come from for artists or that passive income, as they like to say. It's the most aggressive you have to fight for a passive income I've ever seen in my entire life. But it is what it is. By breaking it down in these eight-minute aspects, you're, one, forced to put your best foot forward. You're forced to sit there and understand, I only have eight minutes. You know, I need to say what I need to say. And as songwriters, this should be your wheelhouse. Because, you know, I remember reading Willie Nelson say, you know, we had three minutes to say everything we needed to say and get our point across. So we made sure those songs and those lyrics were important. It is extremely important to have those, take those eight minutes and get out the bullet points you need but also leave enough room, not just to talk. You yeah. know, if I'm, if I'm going to sit there for eight minutes with a mentor, I'm coming in with like maybe two minutes of material and six minutes, I'm going to shut my mouth and take out my <laughs> pen and I'm going to listen and I'm going to hard listen and write it down and take notes. And then I'm going to ask if he wants some coffee and then set up a coffee date afterwards. Or, you know, where are you getting lunch? Oh, I was thinking about getting that sandwich too. I might not even like the sandwich, but to that mentor, that's my favorite sandwich in the world. And I'm going to get that sandwich with you and we're going to talk and we're going to continue to build. Are you, are you sure you're not working for me? Are you sure you're not working for me? Explain that a lot better than I can explain it. <laughs> I mean, look. We, we have said several times, Brian, that you and I are cut from a very similar cloth. Yes. And I think that's why this works very, very, very well. Um, but it's, it's so true. Now, as you are continuing to evolve and you finally hit your spot in Philly, you know, what, what's, the next, what's the next aspect? Or are you just super laser focused on next week? I'm fully focused on next week. But you know what? What, what, I, what we all discussed already, too, is that um, like a lot of people do when they put a conference or an event together, and I do a lot of events, as you know, I, I don't, I do all kinds of different types of events that I host and put on, but for this particular thing, my goal is after it's done, take a week off next week, we're starting up next year. We're not waiting. We're not going to just like wait and slow it down because 
this is going to be super important to us. Like we want to start up next year right away. Cause this is the idea. If we want to, if we want to maintain and grow, we can't just sit around. We have to just start working. Like you got to start working on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, prestige and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, city made always working, never a day off. He's multitasking two jobs right now. E Z blues is in the building. Brian, go right ahead. I hope I didn't lose your train of thought. No, no, that's fine. Um, that, I guess I, you know, week after week one, we're just going to start back. We're going to ready for round two. We may, you know, the, some of the conversation is maybe we won't do it in February again. But the idea of doing it February with Millennium um, ending last year at the 25th on February, I figured, you know, there was a year gap where nothing went on. And I thought that we could pick up that momentum by doing it in Philly and doing play music. But then I also realized, cold <laughs> and not everybody wants to come to philadelphia in february so you know very first thing we're going to work on is having right. a date by the following week and what we're going to do next because it's important you know like you want this to continue on we, we it's we know how important it is to the independent musician out there and we want this to grow and i think we'll get more support we have a lot of support in the city and even with the, with the um, a lot of the folks from City Hall, we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, support from them. But I know that we'll cool. grow even more by getting more of the city involved in doing bigger things. Easy, does this drive you? <laughs> I mean, of course. Anytime we get to gas up, you know, the the next level you can get as an artist. Every time that we have these type of conversations, it fuels me because this is just who I am. You know, this isn't a career choice for me. This is my existence. Um, you know, so anytime I can get any type of information that I can live a better life, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna fight real hard to make sure that I can do that. But now what about, you know, that artist that's comfortable, that artist that hit that certain level and is just good and doesn't feel they need to challenge themselves anymore. How do you go about really highlighting how important a conference like this is to that artist that is comfortable in their own little zone? I mean, that's a hard one. Um, if they're already comfortable, they, they, there's nothing really more, more you could do other than to shine a light to them and let them know that you're comfortable now, but it's gonna change next. Ooh, I didn't mean to say that. You're comfortable now, but things are gonna change next year or the mm. following year. And you should always be prepared for when they do. You're not gonna be comfortable anymore when you when the rug is pulled out from underneath you. You know, and sure. if they're comfortable now and they're up and they're up to date and knowing what's going on, then that's great. You know, maybe they don't need to come out and or learn anything more, but it doesn't hurt to learn something more or learn something new from somebody else, a different perspective, or even to just network and meet another musician who's just like yourself that you could possibly grow a little bit more, or maybe you wanted to play Connecticut and you live in Philadelphia. I don't know. Knowing somebody else, let's, let's do a little, you know, gig swap. Why not? You know, I love sure. New Haven. I think New Haven's my next best home. If, if, I, if I wasn't in, Phil in Philadelphia, <laughs> Um, besides New Haven, um, any other cities ring a bell, like Miami, you think about LA, you think about uh, maybe Denver, like what other stuff comes to mind for foreseeable plans when it comes to doing what you do? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, in the big, great scheme of things, it'd be great to like double these up and go to, you know, go city to city. That would be awesome. Um, hmm. It would be a lot of work. <laughs> I, I believe it. I totally believe it. You know, I, I still have a love for New York, New York City being there. Um, I do love Miami as well. I mean, I'm not going to like shit on the, the cold weather. It's cold out here. I want to be somewhere where it's warm a little bit, you know. Um, but I don't know. I, I It's baby steps. I, I don't want to go too far into thinking where to go next in that level, you know. Right. I just want, I want to get through year one um, and be prepared for year two. And then maybe get three three years under me before I decided to like jump ships and, you know, move it somewhere else or, or double, double it somewhere else, you know, <laughs> never know. Like I, I have, I always, but you know, bigger major cities though, they already have their own like niche and scenes. So it's like, that's one of the main things. Like when I left when with millennium, like I had the opportunity to um, stay out in Harrisburg and run it. I'm not from Harrisburg, so I don't know the area. And one of the, in with Philly, I, I'm, I've been here. Philly's my home for the last 18 years. Like, mm. I know the city in and out. I know the clubs. I know the club owners. Like, I know the studios and the studio owners. Like, it made more sense for me to do something in a different city. And this is probably where it even failed for me with New Haven in a sense. Well, it didn't fail. We just never continued. I don't mm. live there. So I, I'm dependent upon others that do and their relationships. And sometimes that works out great. But for me to fully operate and to do something with my partners and to try to make it our own, it's like, you have to know everyone. You have to know, you have to know your city. So for me to be the foreign guy, to go to another city, I think I get rejected before I get let in. Mm. You never know. I mean, no, no. Sky, you know, the sky, you know, the sky's the limit. I, I'll always take it. to sure. the next. If I can grow this and make it to the next level, that'd be awesome. But right, right now, Philly's my home. I'm not looking to, go anywhere else and i just want to like grow it no i understand there's there's a lot to be built um myself and you know easy talk about this about new haven too uh the city has definitely grown a lot when it comes to unity and stuff when it comes to you know with independent music throughout the whole entire state but there's more that can be done especially with your neck of the woods too and a lot of people don't understand i hope they value this information that there's layers to this it, nothing Rome wasn't built in a day what are what we want and what the goals we want to achieve just throughout music and everything culture wise that can't be done in a day it may take a couple of years it may take a decade sure. you know because generations are different you know your the generation now may be different than the generation we were at so like right. it totally it's so weird, but it's so interesting, and we're so and we're and we want to see what's gonna happen next. That's the fun part about it. But um, I'm going on and just rambling a little bit. Easy. I know you got a question to say. I see the light bulb on top of your head. Go right ahead, buddy. Well, it's kind of I, I wanted to kind of talk about the the first point that I made too. Of course, if you are an artist that is comfortable. You can go to one of these things and figure out that hey, maybe getting on panel is my next evolution of art. And I get to tell my story on how I became a comfortable artist, being able to live off of the art that I create, you know, and you have those other opportunities as well, because this business is not really just that cut and dry, write the song, perform the song, play the club, get paid, get paid on the other aspects. It is more of that full life type of thing that we have going through. 
It is one of the most incredible experiences you can truly have is when you can then build up your wealth of knowledge and be able to trickle down your cup to those other generations to move forward. And obviously, if you can make a little bit of extra scratch doing that, more power to you. You figured out the next step of the game. High five. Um, You know, it's one of the most incredible things. I got to say, to add on to what you're saying, I had a conversation yesterday with an artist that's going to be performing, and they said to me, I'm going to meet so many people at your conference. I'm going to make so many deals. That's my goal. And so that next year, you have me back on the panel to talk and to tell people how to do it. And so it's kind of funny you said that, but that's, that's you know, that is exactly what we're looking for. If you're a comfortable artist and you're good at that, why don't you share your wealth and let other people get comfortable like you? Unless you just want to be rude and keep it to yourself. <laughs> but it's <laughs> life is all about opportunity for everybody. True. This is definitely so true. Uh, Brian, we only got, unfortunately, we only got a couple so much time left for the broadcast. Um, just give people a little bit of perspective advice if they want to go into a similar career path as yours. And also, please plug as many social media as you want. This time is yours. This time is definitely <laughs> yours. Your social media, anything going on with your, with your company's social media, go right ahead. So we're just going to leave these last couple minutes to you and it'll just end the program. Go right ahead. I mean, I guess I consider myself kind of like a, an independent artist in a sense too, where I, I run an independent company for the, for the artists. And if you're that strong minded and you want to run a company and do the same kind of things that we do, you really got to have your heart and your family in it. Because if you don't have them behind you, you're not going to succeed. Like I have my, my family who has given me the last 18 years of my life to do what I wanted to do. As, as long as I, I pay the bills, it's all matters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, my advice is, is if you're happy in life, you got the support that you want. Yeah that you need then by all means give it a try and it's going to be hard it's never going to be easy and you know unless you know somebody who's got a big thick wallet <laughs> it's going to be hard um but i guess if you ever if you want to check out any of the things the conference is next week it is uh february 16th we're doing a kickoff party at milk boy philadelphia i don't nice. chestnut um, on Thursday night. And then the conference itself is the 17th and 18th at the University of the Arts. We're in the Gershman Hall. Um, the, it's going to be a great conference during the day. And at nighttime, we're going to be down on South Street. You can check out playmusicconference.com to register. Um, you could go to the, all of our social medias as Play Music Conference. Um, my other stuff is Mirror Image Media. Um, you can find Mirror Image on like Instagram and um Facebook, obviously, Mirror Image, as well as my music publication. It's called thatmusicmag.com. Um, we write about all types of music um, in and for artists who are coming in and going out of Philadelphia. We like to talk about the next big thing. We just like to, we just love art and music, you know, like, like you said, and if you're an independent artist and you want to, and you want to get digital distribution through our group, it's, it's uh, mirrorimagemusicgroup.com. I don't really do a lot of socials on that, but because it's we really treat it more like an A and R who we want to put on there. <laughs> 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 
that part the conference itself man you really if you, you if you're going to be in philadelphia area make yourself available in music uh, in philadelphia area we also have reduced rates at the double tree hotel so check out oh go to the website playmusicconference.com there's a double tree link in our that gives you a discounted room rate i think it's 148 dollars a night which is it's pretty cheap for a uh, double tree hotel especially for philly oh my goodness all right all right easy anything you want to say Look, Brian, you know that I love you to death. I look forward to seeing you next week. I look forward to, to taking those next steps and those next journeys. But this comment is for every artist that's listening right now. Mm-hmm. Please invest in yourself. Please believe in yourself. Please take that next step and learn how to fully network so you can grow and you can build and you can be that artist that's necessary. I look forward to sitting on panels with some of you new artists in five years, shoulder to shoulder, talking about you seeing this interview and it changed your life. I look forward to that, those type of moments. I know I'm going to be on those panels at one point in time. My hustle's <laughs> just too darn strong. <laughs> but I also understand that no matter what, if I did not have the incredible people like yourself, Prestige, like you, Brian, in my corner, I would not be able to stand as tall as I'm standing right now. So I want to take this moment to give you both flowers and thank you for being part of that incredible hurricane that is Easy Blues and all that has become Shane Penguin. So thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. We're stopping, actually, technically, on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. My self-prestige and my partner in crime. Go listen to that new Shane Penguin. Go ahead on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. About. Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know